When you know from personal experience how having a relationship with Jesus matters in your own life, it makes you want that for others. When you are working with young people, it makes you realize how important this relationship is for them as well. It's easy for someone to tell us that they have a relationship with Jesus. But honestly, as a youth worker, we want to see signs of this type of relationship and growth in understanding faith. This leads me to wonder, how do we know if a young person is growing in faith? How do we know if they are building an authentic relationship with Jesus that will last? We are going to look at these questions and more in this episode of our podcast today. So let's go ahead and get started. Have you ever felt that we are losing young people to the world around them and that they have already chosen to walk away from Jesus without even knowing him? And did you know that all young people are at risk for something? That's why I want to welcome you to the Jesus is my hashtag podcast, where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. I'm your host, Deb Schroeder. Join me weekly for encouragement, resources, and strategies to assist you in helping young people make Jesus their hashtag. On the last podcast episode, I walked you through a process of identifying indicators that would show growth as it related to developmental outcomes for young people. In fact, I challenged you to brainstorm your own indicators so that they would make the most sense for your young people. If you missed episode 45, go back and listen, and you are not too late to brainstorm your own indicators. Remember, the key is to be as specific as you can when you are listing ways that you will know a young person is achieving and growing an outcome. Today, though, we are going to zero in on one specific developmental outcome, self-awareness and spirituality. According to the Advancing Youth Development Curriculum, this is the perception that one is unique and is intimately attached to extended families, cultural groups, communities, higher deities, and or principles. As an aspect of identity, this outcome is about a sense of personal well-being and connection and commitment to others. I often say that young people are in the process of figuring out who they are, who they want to be, and what they believe. They are searching for their own identity, and that identity includes what they look like, what they think, how they want others to see them, and how they view themselves. It also includes their beliefs, values, hopes, and dreams. Think with me for just a minute about your own identity when you were a young person. Did you know who you were? Did you know who you wanted to be? How you wanted others to view you? Who were the people that you spent time with? And how did that play into your identity? Maybe your experience was very boring and you knew who you were and you just embraced your identity. Maybe you didn't experience a desire to change it. Or maybe you went between groups of people and activities trying to figure it out. Maybe you were more aware of who you were in school than you were at home. Maybe you really struggled and allowed others to tell you who you were. This list of maybes could go on and on. There is not one specific experience that all young people share when it comes to figuring out who they are. And this concept of identity is about their self-awareness and having a sense of how they are wired and what they want to be. If I wanted to know if a young person is growing a sense of self-awareness, I could follow the same process that I suggested last time. In fact, you can go to our show notes and download both handouts that will help you with this. 
Sit down and brainstorm what a young person would do or say that would indicate that they are growing this developmental outcome. What would show that they have a sense of who they are? For example, I might decide that an indicator of self-awareness is when a young person talks about things that they do with their family, their siblings. Or they might talk with you about their neighborhood and the things that they do in it. Remember when Adam Alfredson shared about the neighborhood group that met at his house? I imagine one indicator of self-awareness that he could look for would be if the youth are looking out for each other, helping each other. That would be an indicator that they are tied to their community and their identity is attaching to that community and to each other. Another example might be if a young person volunteers somewhere. It could be at a church, in an athletic program for young kids, or helping with recycling at school. This could indicate that a young person believes that helping others and volunteering is important. It shows a connection to their community as well. Self-awareness is not just about an intimate connection to family, a group, or principles. It's not just about forming your identity. It is also about an intimate attachment to higher deities. And that's what I want to focus on the rest of this episode. Here at the Jesus is My Hashtag podcast, we believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He was sent to rescue us from eternal separation from God because of our sins. His death on the cross is the bridge to our salvation, and it is ultimately up to us as individuals to choose to believe and follow Jesus. I've shared my own faith story at times on the podcast, and hopefully by now, you know that I am a Jesus-loving girl who knows that she is imperfect and desperately needs Jesus. My faith is not about a denomination. It is about a personal relationship with Jesus. It is about the Word of God mattering in my life. And I believe fully that we all have the capacity to grow a relationship with Jesus. This capacity just looks a little different for young people. Now, developmentally, young people are in progress. Their brain grows and processes differently according to their age and stage of development. Their brain cannot fully process abstract concepts and ideas until they are a bit older in their teen years. This is also when they begin to develop advanced reasoning skills. Around ages 15 and 16, this deeper level thinking has developed more, and it actually opens the door for a greater understanding of faith. When I was growing up, I was raised with the expectation that I would attend church with my family, that I would learn about God and make choices in my life that modeled Jesus. I honestly do not remember having a specific conversation about this with my parents, but I knew that was the expectation. And growing up, we didn't really talk much about our faith as a family. In fact, it wasn't until I was an adult that I had really in-depth conversations about what I believed with my dad. In high school, I attended youth group until I was a sophomore. By then, my schedule had gotten a little crazy, and youth group had started to feel more like a social commitment than a faith commitment. So I was allowed to step out of youth group as long as I was still attending church on Sundays. Honestly, my foundation of faith really grew out of being in church on Sundays and watching my dad's faith. As a young person, I had questions about what I believed. I had questions about differences in religion, about how some people chose not to follow Jesus, and many more. These questions were carried with me throughout adolescence and even into young adulthood. Why? Was it because my development was really just that slow? No, figuring out spirituality and faith is a long process that shifts as we grow. 
It is tied to our ability to think abstractly and to reason, but it is also tied to our separation from parents and our growing independence. It is tied to exploring a world that gets bigger than who we are as we hit the teenage and even young adult years. That is natural. Youth are figuring out what they believe about God and what type of relationship they want with Him, or if they even want a relationship with Him. Even a young person who was raised in a faith-filled home is still going to have to go through a stage of development where they sort out if what they've been raised to believe about God is still true for them, or if it is just what their parents believe. And believe it or not, we actually want young people to go through this stage. Yes, as scary or as hard as it is, we want them to go through it because that's the place where a young person's faith journey truly begins to evolve. Their questions, their trust, their uncertainty, their hope, it all ties together into developing an identity that can be grounded in Jesus. And in order for their faith to become their own and to be a part of their identity, they are going to have to explore what they believe. Maybe you are wondering, if this is happening, do we even need to worry about indicators to see if a young person is growing in faith? And my answer is a resounding yes, because we play a critical role as a listener, connector, and encourager during this stage of development for young people. Then how do we identify if a young person is developing a sense of spirituality? I would start by asking these questions. Number one, what would a young person say that would show they are growing in faith, interested in faith, or questioning faith? Number two, what would they do that would demonstrate these things? And number three, What would this look like if they were 12 years old, 15, 17, 18? How would it look different at these stages and ages? Let me share a few examples of indicators that I have used in the past. For example, a young person may tell their parents that they don't want to go to church. This can be an indicator that they are questioning and trying to figure out what they believe. Or they may start to ask questions about if God is real. From a parent perspective, this is scary. I mean, all I want is for my children to know and love Jesus as they live their lives. And when that doesn't happen, it is scary and you can feel like a failure. But you know what? As a youth ministry volunteer, I wanted those same things for my young people. As a substitute teacher, I still want those same things. My point is that my heart knows young people need Jesus and that's where I want them to land. But I have to remember that they're in this process of development and still figuring things out. Another example of an indicator of spirituality might be if a young person calls you on behavior that's not Christ-like. Let's say you take the Lord's name in vain or you tell a lie. Not only are young people trying to figure out what they believe, they are watching how we as adults live out the faith that we encourage for them. And that can be incredibly confusing when our behaviors don't match our faith. Sometimes I see churches focus on numbers and how many seats are filled each week. And when we are talking about indicators, you can't necessarily count mere attendance as an indicator of faith for several reasons. First, some young people do not have a choice about group attendance. That might be part of their parents' expectations. Second, some young people attend for just social reasons, not faith reasons. While I know that there may be seeds being planted while the young person is there, In this case, their attendance is not really a sign of spiritual growth. Third, merely sitting in a seat does not mean that young people are growing spiritually. 
They might be questioning, or they might be using this as a safe place or as an alternative to being at home. If we are going to use attendance as an indicator of spiritual growth, it has to be in the right context. For example, maybe a young person doesn't have a lot of connection in their home to faith, and they start to ask about going to a youth group. This young person may not say much in the group, but the fact that they are there each week could be an indicator that they are seeking faith and that they are in the process of growing. In one church we were part of, I know one young girl who began to go to youth group even though her parents had no connection to our church or really any church. Her parents were struggling with marital issues, and honestly, the church became this safe place for her and a place where she could talk about faith. When she started going on Sundays, my heart was overjoyed because she was hungry for more. That seeking more worship, more teaching, more faith was absolutely an indicator of growth in her spirituality. And by looking at her attendance in the context of her personal story, yes, it was an indicator of growth. Another common indicator of spirituality that I have seen people use is baptism. While I think it can be an indicator of faith, I believe that what happens after baptism is as much of an indicator as the baptism itself. I do want to talk briefly about baptism here, though, because I know that not everyone experiences it or sees it the same. Some families choose infant baptism, while others believe that a child must make their own decision and choice about baptism. Some people also disagree with certain rituals around baptism that are really more about a denomination and not a personal relationship with Jesus. These differences are not why I'm talking about baptism. When I mention baptism is an indicator, I think it is important to know that we cannot use it across the board for all young people. Some young people will choose in middle school or in high school to be baptized, even if they were baptized as infants. Some youth will be baptized more than once during these years as well. Other youth will not feel the need to be rebaptized if they were baptized as an infant. And sometimes there is an increase in baptisms at large youth events or mission trips. This increase in baptisms is not surprising to me. After all, we are dealing with young people who are in development. Some young people have made this choice for baptism in their heads. Some make it in their hearts. Some have thought and reasoned it out, and others choose it from a place of emotions or a spur-of-the-moment decision. And some choose it because they don't want to be left out and their friends are doing it. As I'm thinking about this, it might sound like I am minimizing the role that baptism plays in a faith journey. Or maybe it sounds like I am minimizing the capacity or the ability of a young person to choose to follow Jesus with baptism as an outward sign. Please know that I am not at all intending to do those things. I believe baptism is an incredibly important part of someone's faith journey. And I love to watch people make this profession of faith. I am merely looking at baptism as an indicator of growth in spirituality and I see some gaps in using this as a sole indicator. I want to focus us in on indicators that help us as youth workers know how a young person is developing. When we can get a sense of that, it helps to guide us in the types of conversations and activities we engage in with our young people. And to be honest, we need to be looking at multiple indicators for each developmental outcome. And here's the trickiest part about indicators for spirituality. I've already hinted at it, but I'm just going to say it. As young people are in a stage of development, so is their faith. 
A young person may show signs of faith growth for several months, and then they do not. Or a young person may not have any questions, and then all of a sudden, they start questioning their faith. A young person may seem to choose to follow Jesus out of the blue. And if you fast forward a year or two ahead, these same young people may be in different places. They may be continuing this back and forth, up and down, this constant motion surrounding their faith throughout adolescence. And we have to learn to be okay with that because it's a part of their development. From a parent perspective, my oldest son Jared was growing in faith. He had developed his own opinions on Jesus and what he wanted his faith to look like as well. I would have said at that moment he was grounded. And then things shifted and changed. He struggled with rebellion, shame, and depression. All those things helped to uproot his faith. You might be thinking that if those things uprooted him, his faith couldn't have been very secure or deep. Here's what we need to remember, that in this stage of development, the roots of faith are working their way deeper and they are in progress just like that young person. In adolescence, their roots of faith are not as sturdy as the biggest and oldest oak tree's roots that you could find. They are more shallow because they are just beginning to grow and take hold. Matthew 13 tells us the parable of the sower. In the parable, we see how seed was scattered, some on the path, some amongst the rocks, some in the thorns, and others in good soil. As youth workers, we understand the need for both roots and good soil. Your role, whether as a pastor, parent, volunteer, teacher, coach, as a caring adult, it is to help young people grow their roots of faith and offer a relationship that brings life like the good soil. And as you think about indicators of self-awareness and specifically spirituality, think about what would demonstrate standing in good soil and deeper roots and then work to help young people be planted there. In your homework for this week, you guessed it. I'm going to encourage you to spend time brainstorming indicators of self-awareness and spirituality. And then join me on the next episode where we spend a little time talking about respect. Hey there, fellow youth workers. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember what Matthew 9.37 tells us. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In other words, keep showing up and keep caring.